Welcome to episode 19 of the Legacy Video Lounge. I'm your host, Steve Pender. I'm a personal historian and a video biographer, and I'm president of Family Legacy Video Incorporated in Tucson, Arizona. You can visit Family Legacy Video on the web at familylegacyvideo.com. Okay, now, when my wife and I want to install a new faucet in the kitchen or put in a new ceiling fan, or maybe paint the living room. You know, we don't usually hire professionals to do those things, because to us, those are do-it-yourself jobs that we can handle. Now, likewise, I know there are folks who prefer to record their own family storytellers as opposed to hiring a professional video biography company like Family Legacy Video, Maybe they can't afford to hire a pro, or, you know, they might just prefer to do it themselves. So if you fit into that category, then this episode is for you, because I'm going to share four quick tips that'll help you raise the bar on the quality of your own homegrown legacy video projects, and we'll get started right after this. Sunlight rippling off the lake, the pop of our lures hitting the water, my pole jumping as a bass hits my line. Those fishing trips with Dad were special, and now his grandkids will learn about the ones that got away, thanks to Family Legacy Video. Now you can share your life stories in a custom legacy video your family will cherish. To learn more, visit FamilyLegacyVideo.com or call 520-743-4090. That's 520-743-4090. FamilyLegacyVideo.com. So let's get right into these, uh, these four tips. Tip number one, I'll call that steady as she goes. You don't want to handhold your recording device, whatever it may be, whether it's a cell phone or a DSLR or a dedicated video camera, you know, while you're interviewing your family storyteller. Uh, you'll get a, a shaky shot, depending on how steady you are. Some may be shakier than others, but... You want to avoid that because movement in the shot is going to distract your viewers, and you don't really want to do anything that's going to take away attention from your storyteller. So what you want to do is is mount your video recorder onto a stand of some kind, and the best choice would be a tripod. And you're probably familiar with what a tripod looks like, uh, but uh, but I want to caution you that all tripods aren't created equal. Your best bet is to use a video tripod, okay? A tripod specifically designed for video as opposed to the tripods that are used for still cameras. Why is that, you ask? Well, uh, video tripods, uh, first of all, are usually a bit heavier, so that, that gives you a more stable foundation for your camera. Video tripods also have what are called fluid heads. The heads are what you mount your camera onto, and uh, if it's a fluid head, it allows for very, very smooth, controlled camera movement. Still, tripods don't allow for that. You know, they're, they're just designed to, to set your camera on, lock it off, and, and shoot. But you can still get away with using that still camera tripod as long as you're not moving the camera. And I don't often move the camera while I'm recording a, a storyteller relating a story anyway, because I, I want to, to avoid that movement within the shot uh, and, and detract, again, uh, the audience attention. 
uh, it can sometimes be done very artfully if you're doing a very, very nice slow push in as someone relates the story. But forget about trying to do that if you're using a still camera tripod. So if if you're in that situation, you know, choose the focal length for the shot that you want. Lock that camera tripod uh, head so that it doesn't move. And then, uh, and then shoot your interview. You may, if you want to change focal lengths, say going from a a wider shot to a closer shot within the interview, then just stop your interview at a certain point. Make your change, you know, reset your shot, lock it off, and continue again. So, uh, but whatever you do, whether you can get a video tripod or you're, you need to use a still camera tripod, whatever it is, give that, the, give that camera a solid platform. Tip number two, uh, I'll call this walk to the light. <laughs> We want to use proper lighting uh, to not only to give us enough illumination to see the subject who's speaking, but we want to flatter our storytellers and create a pleasing image. And lighting is crucial to doing that. I'm going to uh, suggest that you Google or do a web search on three-point lighting. Uh, You'll find a lot of pages dealing with that subject and showing examples of basic three-point lighting techniques. In a nutshell, you'll want to have at least three lights. One is called a key light. This is going to provide the main illumination uh, on your storyteller. Then there's a fill light. And what that is used for is to kind of fill in shadows. You know, on whatever side your main light is coming from, that opposite side is going to be shadowed a bit. And so to lessen those shadows and create a more pleasing image, you'll use your fill light to do that. And then a backlight, which, uh, as the name implies, comes from behind and above. And that is what you use to give definition to your storyteller's hair and shoulders and kind of help them stand out against whatever the background happens to be. I won't give a dissertation on lighting here. Again, uh, do a web search on three-point lighting and you'll learn more about that. Now, you might say, Steve, well, I... I don't have access to professional lighting or I can't spend the money. I'm certainly not going to buy them. and Maybe I can't rent them. And, you know, what else can I use? Well, don't, don't despair because you can, especially if you're doing just kind of a one-off project, a one-time project, get very nice results using uh, items you may have around the house. You can use clamp-on lights, for example, the, the kind of work lights that you can find at uh, hardware stores. And you can get three clamp-on lights. You might, uh, if you don't have lighting stands, you can clamp those maybe to broomsticks and duct tape the broomsticks to a folding chair or some other base. And voila, you have, you know, you have your lights. So there are ways that you can you can get a professional look with lights without having to use professional lights. Um, of course. In the work that Family Legacy Video does, we use professional lighting gear. And of course, we're usually using much more than just three lights because we're lighting backgrounds and, and occasionally doing other lighting effects. But you can, you can achieve a very nice looking professional feel uh, with just those three lights. So search on three-point lighting and uh, you'll learn more about what I mean. Tip number three, shot composition. Legacy videos are very personal, very intimate productions, and if you make the uh, the storyteller too small within the frame of the shot, you're going to diminish that feeling of intimacy. 
What I always do is I try not to frame the shot much wider than, say, the storyteller's waist, you know, waist to a little above the, the top of the head. And, uh, and then we will vary the shots. If we're using one camera while I'm asking a question, uh, our camera person will move to another shot. And we usually vary between that waist-high shot that I mentioned to maybe something that's what I would call chest-high, chest to a little above the top of the head, and then maybe shoulder-high, you know, where you see the shoulders to someone a little above someone's top of the head. And we vary those three. Sometimes when I'm shooting multiple cameras, we'll... Say if it's a two-camera shoot, we'll have one camera on that waist-high shot and another one set closer so we can bounce between the two to give us some some variety. But don't go much wider than that, uh, that waist-high shot. And also, don't go super close. <laughs> a lot of people find that off-putting, uh, especially storytellers that might be you know a little sensitive about their appearance. So uh, don't go so, so close that someone's, you know, uh, face is just totally filling the screen. Uh, you know, that can be uh, not very pleasing. And also, uh, one thing to think about, too, is where you place your storyteller within the frame. Give them what we call a, a look space. So if someone's facing, say, the left side of the screen, don't plant them in the middle of the frame. Move them so that they're kind of on the right side of the frame and looking toward the left and there's a little space on the left it's just a much more pleasing look so uh so that was tip number three shot composition tip number four has to do with sound a lot of people overlook the fact that sound is very very crucial in a video interview you want to have a good close-up sound and the way to do that is not to rely on the built-in microphone on your camera. Those are just notoriously poor. Quite often you'll get better sound from behind the camera than you will from in front of it. So use what's called an external mic, basically a microphone that you would uh, hook into the camera. And the, the best way to get good sound is to use a lapel mic, uh, also known as a lavalier mic. These are the microphones that you see newscasters and news anchors wearing uh, when they're on set. Uh, they mount on, on a shirt lapel or a jacket, something like that. And once they're in place, they don't move. So you'll always get good close-up sound there. And if you happen to move the camera from, for some reason, you move the camera closer or farther away, you know, if you're relying on the camera microphone, if the camera is closer, the sound quality is going to be different than if the camera is farther away. With a lapel mic, you don't have that problem. The microphone's always going to stay in one spot no matter where you move the camera. So please take those four tips to heart. If you do, you're going to wind up with a much more professional-looking legacy video, even if it is homegrown. Alrighty, and that's it for this segment of the Legacy Video Lounge. If you have any questions or comments, please do email them to me at steve at familylegacyvideo.com. And if you like the podcast, I invite you to subscribe. So until next time, I'm Steve Pender reminding you that everyone has a story. Isn't it time you told yours? Music